I'm sure that all of you at some point or another have played the game hide and seek. This was always one of my favorite games. You know how it works. Someone counts and the rest hides. And then all of a sudden, these words ring out, ready or not, here I come. Ready or not. It doesn't matter if you are half hid or if you haven't found a good spot. Here the person comes, ready or not. Think about how you feel when you hear those words. Are you prepared? The person's not going to count forever. At some point, they're coming. Where are you going to be? This is what Jesus wanted his disciples to think about in that passage we read from Mark in the 13th chapter. And this is what Jesus wants us to think about as we enter into this Advent season. Not are we ready for Christmas, but are we ready or not for Christ to come into our lives? It it always seems somewhat strange as we enter into the Advent season and we are anticipating Jesus' birth that in church, the scriptures always are focusing on Jesus' coming again. But if you think about it, it connects us with those who awaited Jesus' birth the first coming of the Messiah. We know Christmas. We know when it's coming. There's no question about it. But there's a difference between waiting for Christmas and waiting for Christ like those early people did before Jesus' birth. They had no idea when, how, if Jesus would come. So these scriptures that we share in during this Advent season are trying to pull us back into that sort of thought. We're asked to keep awake, to keep alert. One would think that that is needed during this busy time of year as we push toward Christmas. The countdown is on. The countdown to Christmas has begun. People are wide awake, starting with Black Friday madness for those crazy people who are part of that getting up so early in the morning. But with that and with every day of advertising, of commercialism, of buying and of selling and every excess we can find, we are definitely wide awake. But just like 2,000 years ago, as Jesus was stressing, our society appears asleep to much of what really matters. Even for us Christians, it can be a struggle at times. I think... uh, back to the first church I served. The parsonage was right next to a fire station. So you know, when we first moved in there, when that bell would ring, it would wake us up. But over time, you get used to even sirens and flashing lights, and we would be able to sleep right through it, no matter what was happening. It was probably pretty dangerous, but we were able to sleep right through all the noise and all the lights. For us Christians, even with the flashing lights and the noise of Christmas, how do we keep from missing the point of it all? Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, is reminding them and and us that we live 
between two Advents. Jesus' birth and the second coming. Now certainly that can lead to apocalyptic and eschatological end of times sort of thinking. The end is near. And many people get caught up in this. People who try to figure out if we're living in the end times. But again, this seems like a distraction to me. The question that Christ wants us to ask ourselves is not can we, exact, can we guess the exact day, not can we interpret the external signs around us, fitting it all in place so that we can figure out when that great climactic ending is going to come. But instead, Christ asks us to examine ourselves, examine this more personally. Where do I fit? Am I prepared? Where do I stand? If Jesus comes tomorrow or comes 2,000 years from now, what's important isn't whether we guessed it right. It's whether we are ready or not. And whether it all ends tomorrow, 2,000 years from now, or goes on forever, it shouldn't change the way we act, the way we live today. Jesus wants to know where we stand today. Are we ready or not? You know, I was watching those, uh, maybe like some of you, those big balloons in the Macy Parade on Thanksgiving. And I can't help but think that we often act like those balloons. Floating around wherever the wind might take us, not rooted, not firm in who we are. We forget what Jesus says when he says everything might change, everything might be different, even uh, heaven and earth could pass away, but the truth of the living God, the living word of God in Jesus and coming alive through us will not pass away. And here in church, we need to be for each other, like those people who hold, you ever see those people who are holding down those balloons? There's a lot of them. It's like a whole community holding down those balloons together, keeping them tethered, keeping them anchored. And in the same sort of way, we need to be like those people for each other. We, we need to help each other feel firmly anchored in what is important in life. To be prepared so we are not blown off course. Now, it is also important to remember that Jesus isn't sharing these words we heard in Mark to those first disciples, and we don't read them today in order to scare us. These words were written by Mark to give hope and courage to people whose prospects at that time seemed hopeless. The time of Mark's writing, the, the temple in Jerusalem was about to be destroyed in the not-too-distant future. All was in turmoil. Faithful people were being persecuted and depressed. Jesus' words were not meant to lead people to escaping, not meant to lead people to go up to some mountaintop or to go down into some bunker to wait for some second coming, but instead to encourage people go about their daily work of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ in real and in meaningful ways. 
to think honestly, where are you, God? And to say and be at a point in our life to say, come anytime. Because I know you're already with me today. And Paul joined Mark in his letters, not only to the Corinthians, but in all of his letters, really, continually writing to people in the midst of different sort of crisis or conflict. Paul was writing to these people so they'd feel enriched, they'd feel equipped, they'd feel encouraged, they'd feel enabled to persevere through the grace of God and through the power of that grace. That grace has more meat to it than we think about today, I think. Because he's not talking, neither was Jesus talking about a passive waiting, but an active waiting. It's not like waiting for a bus. When the bus comes by and you just step on and you go for a ride. It's like the type of waiting that would go on if you were actually involved in a parade and you're waiting for it to come around the corner. And you're waiting for that journey to begin, not so you can just watch that parade go by, but because you're going to be entering into that journey. That you're going to be involved in it, that you're going to help it come alive in all sorts of ways. An active readiness empowered by God and fueled with discipleship. A discipleship that helps to make God come alive today for us and for others. It's like this uh, Bill Keane family circle circus cartoon I read once about a little girl hugging several people and in the last panel she says we have to hug a lot because our arms are the only arms that God has. We have to hug a lot because our arms are the only arms that God has. And how true it is our arms, our hands, our feet, our voices are those of God are the ones that God has. So the question is, are we ready to stand up for the oppressed? Are we ready to speak up for justice? Are we ready to hold on to those who are hurting? Because how we use those arms and those hands and those feet we've been given will reveal a lot about whether we are ready or not for Christ. So as you wait for Christmas to come this year with minds filled, I'm sure, with whether you'll be ready for that day, join with me and join with others during this Advent thinking about are we ready or not for Christ? Not just in some far off, distant future, but where do you stand today? Because God, in a very real way, is depending on us whether we're ready or not. Let us pray.